0: From Santa Barbara, California, the Timeless Voyager series, where the knowledge is timeless and you are the Voyager. Interviews with leading-edge authors and speakers, psychic phenomena and the unexplained, UFOs, extraterrestrial encounters, government cover-ups, alternative health care, new technologies. Fasten your cosmic seatbelts and join me, your host, Bruce Stephen Holmes, the Timeless Voyager. I have with me here Frederick Baker and Janine Parvati Baker. And uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of a blurb from the speaker profiles for a moment. It says, uh, Frederick Baker, a full-time father, husband, organic th- farmer, author, president of Freestone Publishing Company. He is also a speaker and advocate for the new mail. Um... Janine Parvati Baker, an internationally renowned teacher of woman craft and founder of Hygia College, we'll talk about that. She is an author, midwife, herbalist and astrologer and holds advanced degrees in psychology. I feel like I don't have anything to say about myself, <laughs> there's nothing here, but I'm just, I'm just the, you know, the guy who's, who's interviewing you. Um, you, have, you have a, a fantastic book here, let's start with this one, Conscious Conception, Elemental Journey Through the Labyrinth of Sexuality. Okay. <laughs> I'm very interested. What is this book about?
1: Well, it's it's to help us imagine what this planet would be like if every baby was a wanted baby. If the parents realized that they were conscious co-creators and um, entered into childbearing with as much... Care and gentleness and awareness that they do in their own love experience and extend that invitation to the third person, the baby. Like there's just too much love for two people and they want to share it with a third.
0: So, this is conception according to natural law to be conscious of what you're doing. The, the conception is not a surprise. Yes. The purpose of coming together was to create the child at that time. Yes, That's what this is all about, oh, which is yes. always a shock to the rest of us because we're <laughs> thinking of other things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: Well, it is the foundation of holistic health, a conscious conception. And uh, we promote the idea that uh, the most important way to express ourselves fully um, at this time and place is to choose our own parents wisely. So we take the baby's point of view, imagining the soul in the pre-existence, whatever that might be, looking down upon the family and uh, perhaps guiding us so we can best prepare ourselves to receive them, to receive themselves in their fullness and get uh, some of our own tendencies to avoid intimacy out of the way.
0: Frederick, you can do this, have this thought. (laughs) (laughs) while you're trying to create a baby? (laughs) Well... (laughs) I mean, because this is beyond me at this moment now. I realize, you know, I... I,
2: This is uh, part of what uh, some people have known as Tantra. Right. In the sense that uh, you've probably heard of bringing more awareness to all different parts of your life. Uh, Let's bring more awareness to our birth. Let's have a gentle birth and, and... bring awareness to every part of our daily life that we can and then when we start dealing with things that like you like you jokingly are implying here like sexuality you know the big the big Mm -hmm. things right Uh, when we get to sexuality it is hard for most people to imagine well how can i be aware of this you know but why ask yourself the question why is it that most people imagine something like sexuality as an unconscious act what what would be the reason for that do you think (laughs)
0: <laughs> the tables have been turned well let's see I haven't got an answer maybe I can get a phone call here to save me <laughs> well, uh,
2: if I've okay. asked this question I, I guess I have an answer back there good, good. <laughs> <laughs> of what, I'm, what I'm putting out here is that most people are unconscious or, or not aware of sexuality because it is so charged and uh, of the things that have happened to them all through their life so what we're What we're bringing out is how we can heal some of these, for most people, traumatic experiences that are related to sexuality, that have actually caused it to be such a big deal that actually you you black out during this time, or you you go more or less unconscious. So any of these things that are very charged for us, that we can then bring back into our awareness. People black out? Wait, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> people black out during sex, is this what
0: you're saying? Well, in, now, a, in, in a sense, sense okay. we
2: go automatic at times when, when things are very charged, where, sure. where, where they're difficult for us or where uh, some part of our past has brought us to something that's so immense or so overwhelming that we can't have the same kind of awareness that we do on, on some other thing. Okay. Now, imagine a birth, for instance. Most, most people, when they're talking about having a natural birth, um, they sort of go, gulp, well, that's not for me, you know, I wouldn't have a chance, because, uh, and then you say, well, why? You know, why would it be that this is so frightening to have a birth? Why is it so charged for people? Uh,
1: to the point that they actually hire professionals, they pay them to carry their paranoia for them.
0: For what these are professional w- paranoia exactly. holders. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly, we're we're, But we're not going to say who we're referring to. <laughs> but these are not midwives.
1: They can be too, you know. Oh, no sometimes kidding? there's uh, identification with the oppressor happening, and and some midwives are actually wolves in sheep's clothing. All right,
0: let's get let's get an organized uh, <laughs> way to think about this thing then for just a second. All okay. right.
1: That's why we subtitled it labyrinth.
0: All right. We love uh, we I mean uh, the the, uh, the the husband and wife or or the man and the woman. Mm-hmm. All right. Have planned now to have a child this evening. Mm-hmm how can we be sure that we're going to have conception?
1: Well, you are bringing up a really important question. It is, on one level, beyond our personal desires. That's the blessing of bringing consciousness to fertility because we can't claim it uh, for our personal egoic (coughs) gratification. (coughs) And we know there's a real epidemic called infertility now in this culture, where a lot of folks thought, well, I'll just take contraception, I'll turn off my fertility. When I'm ready, I'll turn it back on. And lo and behold, it just doesn't work that way. Fertility is a a fantastic initiation into the mystery. It's beyond our personal desires.
0: But what about about these guys (laughs) who just want to go out for a good time, and no matter who they're with, women that have never been pregnant in their entire lives get pregnant what is going on here is, is this is the, is, it the, is, is the man who is carrying this problem creating <laughs> it unconsciously and, and, and doing this what well, is happening here I think is it's an important question because I think a lot of people are always trying to figure out you always for example I, I don't mean to be hogging the mic for a second but
2: <laughs> Help it's, you it's yourself. have women <laughs> no
0: I know but, but I'm okay. trying to bring out a point you have a group of women who are, uh, quote-unquote, infertile.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have a group of women that are, quote-unquote, fertile. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, why, why do we have that? Is that real? Is that, is that an illusion? Well, what I was going to say to that is now take for a minute the perspective of the soul, and you can believe in the metaphysics or not of a soul choosing their parents coming into this lifetime and being aware of that. But take that perspective anyway sure. for a minute. Now look at, look at the two people and what would be the reason why that soul would choose these particular people. And you can see that at that time you can set up an energy field which is more likely to draw in mm-hmm. um, beings that are coming to you because of your awareness or your advancement in terms of uh, you know how gentle you are. Or there might be beings who their particular interest in coming to a a couple is to work out something on a traumatic level that happened before so in any case you know you're setting up a field and in you know just a hypothetical case that you use it might be that that being is very attracted to this kind of experience with these kind of parents and maybe they even can learn more from uh, so-called unaware or something uh, um, parents but we're, we're actually claiming that if you can be more aware that the kind of beings that will be drawing into this time this is part of what the new age is about mm-hmm. and many people are saying this that the children that are coming in now are very very important uh, for what's going to happen on this planet so what we need to do is get ourselves prepared in a way that we can be a channel for these, these beings to come in now Mm -hmm. All
0: right, let's see if I can organize this once more because I think I blew it a minute ago. I'm going to try it again. (laughs) Let's get an organized approach. Okay. (laughs) All right, you get together. Yes. All right, what thought do you have? Uh, Is it a thought or is it a desire? Is this Mm
1: -hmm.
0: conscious? Is this consciousness? Mm
1: -hmm. What are we talking Mm -hmm. about now? Uh, When we get together, it's uh, relaxation and celebration of a communion that exists Mm -hmm. between the two of Mm -hmm. us. That's, in a nutshell, what sexuality is about for us. If we uh, share a seed-level self, we call, if there's a a seminal sharing between the two of us, that is an open invitation for a baby to come in and join and celebrate alongside.
0: Okay. So now you... I'm sorry, did you have something to add?
2: Well, I was just going to say that, to answer that a little bit more, is that you always want to have both the passion and the love there. In other words, some, some traditions might say to you, well, you know, to be really spiritual, uh, you shouldn't be thinking about anything lustful. or You, you know, mm-hmm. there's this tradition that we come through, the Western Judeo-Christian tradition, which makes us more or less feel that if it's, if it's too passionate or too sexual or too sensual, there's something maybe a little wrong. But what we found out, for the most part, from uh, reading many many books and, and looking at people who have thought about this, is that the passion is important too. That gives the vitality and the sure. ener- energy to the, to the physical aspect of it so that they'll have a good vehicle to work with.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, what about the plan? So there's got to be a plan here. Yeah, Maybe no. you are, uh, are you uh, working, you're keeping yeah. your health in, in up to mm. optimum mm. situation? Yes, all mm-hmm. the
1: time. Throughout all the years of fertility, acting as if any time we might conceive. It it really precludes a whole abortion drama where a woman might feel, oh my gosh, I blew it in the beginning. I've done something that might harm mm-hmm. the baby. Mm-hmm. If we just live our life every moment as if sure. we would be blessed with the baby, then there's... there's so here's
0: health. consciousness. Yes. Here's being conscious of your body and, and mm-hmm. of what you're why you are here. Mm -hmm. Now this is not necessarily against any women's
2: issues. Well no, this is a a very important point because in the New Age (laughs) one of the things that has been brought out that's uh, very unfortunate, and I think it's actually used and manipulated in some ways, and this is that uh, there seems to be this dichotomy between pro-life and pro-choice. And what we're so excited about about conscious conception and helping people know is it actually cuts through this dichotomy because conscious conception is both pro-life and pro-choice in the sense that if you're able to be conscious enough, you can choose so that you don't have to be worried about this whole problem of abortion. If people want to undercut this the problem of abortion, they're first of all conscious about their sexuality.
0: Okay, now, am I missing something? Are you saying that you can be conscious not to have... uh uh, a child celebrating. That you don't
2: want.
1: Yes, yes, yes. This book actually is for people who desire to have children, maybe who have been plagued with infertility dramas, as well as for people who do want to celebrate love in a passionate way without contraception. Because, you see, contraception has varying statistics about the failure rate, but if it happens to you, it's 100%. no it's I mean, mean I, person. I can
0: see that about. the ears have perked up immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 because up until now, was, eh, but now all of a sudden it's interesting. We're discussing the book Conscious Conception Elemental Journey Through the Labyrinth of Sexuality.
1: I would like to pick up an earlier thread that was dropped and weave it into a fabric of meaning here. And that is, you brought an image up of two groups of hypothetical women, those who are fertile and those who are infertile. Well, that is a function of the dualistic mind, and fertility allows us a blessed opportunity to bring about a union. And that is the metaphor of sexuality, whose etymological meaning is to separate. When we come together in loving embrace we have unity. And so the truth is that women are cyclically fertile. Every every cycle for some days we are fertile and most of the time we are not able to conceive. And this is what this book is about. Bringing awareness to women to empower themselves to know deeply who they are on this essential seed consciousness level. And share that information with their their mates, their lovers. And uh, there has been for many years in woman culture that women kept secrets about this information from themselves first, and then, of course, with with their lovers. But now it's time that we share our secrets and our secretions and become partners in this. And that will uh, undercut the whole battle of the sexes, where uh, in my travels doing workshops around the country, I've noticed a strong spiritual superiority complex that women have cultivated, where they feel like they are the ones who are leading the planet into um, the healing process. And the brothers are kind of limping on behind as some kind of recovering <laughs> we're not males. Even there. I mean,
0: yeah. I'm here at this, this expo, mm-hmm. and I can say that probably 18% of the people were male, and yes. <laughs> the rest were female. Yes. So, uh, I don't know.
1: Well, it begins here. It begins with our imprint of conception and birth. More women are conscious of it, but how many share that information with their mates so that they can also be conscious? Because if you're not conscious of the conception, it's like missing the beginning of a movie. A lot of what happens afterwards doesn't make too much sense.
0: All right, now the book is published by your own publishing company, Freestone Publishing.
1: In conjunction with North Atlantic Books.
0: All right. If uh, someone listening to the show wanted to get this book, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Why don't we uh, give one address and phone number at the end or whatever mm-hmm. we need to do, and then we, they can, they can uh, discuss the books. The reason that I'm going to kind of segue here for a moment, I don't know if it's a great segue or not, I'm just going <laughs> to tell you what I'm interested in. <laughs> I noticed that, that uh, you are uh, an organic farmer or you're moving in that direction.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd have to say moving in that direction, right. because uh, where we live in Utah now, there's some real official farmers who have been doing it for a long time, but uh, we're trying to bring the best of uh, some of the new ideas in, in, in growing things without using any pesticides. And, and basically what, what has been called nowadays a regenerative farming in the sense that anything you do with the land is going to make it healthier and, f- and more fertile rather than deplete the soil like we've had up to this point an idea that that uh, the earth is here as a resource, resource to more or less use up, let's say. And now we're getting again the idea that it's something to work with the mother, to work with the earth so that uh, we're, we're together and, and using our resources more or less as a building it up so that we know that the earth is alive now. And we want to have this as a communion, where together we're sharing with the earth, rather than just a dead earth that we take the minerals out of and use it up. Now uh, here we are. I'm back
0: with it. Uh, as a farmer, are are we having this conscious
2: <laughs>
0: sex with well, Mother here, Earth in a sense? Because here we we're are going again. to, we're going to, are we going to consciously? Uh, be conscious or be aware
2: while we're planting our seeds. Yes. That's right, exactly. We use the same metaphors, and, and it's why it's such a beautiful combination. It's one of the best places to, to teach children. By the way, we have a, a home school. We don't, our children don't go to a, the public school there in Utah, <coughs> and we found one of the very best classrooms is the earth itself, you know, out out in the wilderness we, we have what's called a family vision quest every year where families come from around the United States and, and we learn and one of the best tools is the garden, the earth itself. And that's that's where we can learn. As you just brought out, you learn about how important it is how you plant your seeds and where you put your seeds And in. then
0: of course what you're thinking about. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. The time or we're talking now we're talking astrologically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every every aspect, the more awareness that you can bring to every segment of your life the more likely that, that it'll turn out in a way that's in tune with the Tao or the cycle. Sure,
0: now the food. So let's talk about the food for a second.
2: Right, then the food comes back again. What's grown well will make you healthier, so then your body can be prepared for the conception, for when, when you uh, do conceive that, it, that you're as healthy as possible. And everything's a cycle, a circle. Hygieia, yes. <laughs> a woman's herbal. This is a book
0: that, that uh, you, Eugenie have uh, also published through Freestone, the classic in women's health. Yes. Why don't you tell me a little bit about it? Well, the book? it
1: it was uh, <coughs> written in the 70s, and it's it's still going strong. We have over 100,000 copies in print now. And it interweaves feminism and holistic health. It was the first to do that and acted as, in a sense, like a grandmother, a role model to many fine books. Now, assisting women in reclaiming the power to heal ourselves, to become our own uh, wise women healers, and then share that with our sisters and our daughters.
0: So the herbs that you use? Yes. Okay. Are we good are you gonna grow the herbs? <laughs> yes. We're we yes. back to growing the herbs. Okay. So <laughs> yes, now do. because mm-hmm. I understand you create power plants, you create certain uh, let
1: me say we don't create them. Well, okay, They're given co-create. to us by the great mm-hmm. spirit. Right. And we're blessed to be caretakers of them.
0: All right. Can I say co create? <laughs> <laughs>
1: sure. <laughs>
0: we co create these power plants mm-hmm. and then we use them.
1: Mm-hmm. They use us.
0: All right. They, well, that's you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they have intelligence. They yes, are, they do. They if we're
1: humble enough, if we're teachable enough, we can uh, heal ourselves with the green allies we like to call the plants, the mm-hmm. herbs, or the uh, the simples. And it is quite simple to learn herbalism and apply it in your life. And we've we've got a, just a wonderful. Um, testimony here. I was going to offer it as proof, but I think proof is kind of a lack of imagination. Yeah, we don't
0: need proof on this show. (laughs) No, we don't.
1: But, uh, you know, we have six children, and and they haven't ever had um, serious illnesses or diseases, the need for antibiotics. We're able to handle everything that comes up in terms of healing at home with occasional use of uh, our herbal allies.
2: And that's quite remarkable right. in
1: this day of age, if you think of about course. it, to raise a, a half a dozen without uh, expensive medical bills and plus the trauma of the child having to suffer as well.
0: But then we're also talking about the preparation, yes. how you've taken care of your bodies, mm-hmm. this idea of the conscious conception.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've the got quite a model
0: here, a model project.
1: Yes, Yeah. we have been called uh, <coughs> fertility visionaries in a sense, (laughs) but if you can just imagine a world where parents uh, celebrate their love with one another, the children come from that, and then we empower the children, remind them that they are their own healers, they have that wisdom within. And they're able to then assist others to recognize that, indeed, sisters and brothers are healers for ourselves and one another. It'd be such a wonderful world. We wouldn't have any malpractice insurance problems, for one, eh?
0: (laughs) How could you have malpractice (laughs) with herbs? (laughs) Um,
1: Well, when it becomes legalized, that will happen. The same as with what has happened with midwifery. Once the state walked into the bedroom and precluded parents from realizing birth is a natural expression of heterosexuality, Mm -hmm. uh, turned a very gentle emergence into a horrific medical emergency. Mm -hmm. And uh, midwives, my sisters, have gone out and sought licenses they thought for protection. Now they're liable for such things as malpractice. Up until that point, if it wasn't a, a medical experience, If it wasn't Mm -hmm. a health crisis, so to speak, there was no problem.
0: It's probably uh, just an example of of what happens during transitions. You know, right now we have Mm -hmm. uh, people that don't understand what's going on. They don't understand life. I'm sure they don't even understand uh, conscious conception. (laughs) Um, Prenatal yoga and natural birth.
1: Yeah, that was another book. Yeah, that was my firstborn book, and so it occupies a real tender place in my heart. I wrote that uh, in the beginning of the 70s, based on personal experience of uh, being a midwife and discovering that breath was the greatest ally for women to have a natural birth, and that if we lived naturally, we would birth naturally. And I might add now that if we conceive with consciousness, so do we birth with consciousness. And so it was. How about
0: the pain? (laughs) How about (laughs) the the pain change?
1: Well, I'm glad you bring up this notion of pain because that bottom line is what motivates a lot of women to hire somebody to come and, uh, you know, carry their paranoia for them during right. the birth. And they throw their power off, the responsibility to the, quote, experts. But the truth is, in birth, it's happening in the woman's body. She knows what's going on. If she can just clear the road and listen to the baby, the baby wants to be born. Mm-hmm. It chooses the mother, and will give her uh, invaluable information on how best to serve that process if she can just get the fears to um, be transformed into power. And pain is one of our greatest allies in doing that. And I can't say I have a romance with pain and I haven't experienced pain in three of my six births. It can be an option. But most of us don't know that. We uh, fear birth because... Beneath, if you peel back the layers of it, we fear death and dying as well. Mm -hmm. But that's what birth teaches us, that it's just the flip side of that coin called death and dying. And uh, birth really isn't all that dangerous, uh, except to the ego. Because the ego will be terrified during the birth process Mm -hmm. when it realizes there's a force much stronger than its personal desires. And our our task, our opportunity, is to surrender to the birth process. Let it come through us. Fear and pain are our allies in that process if we have the um, courage to surrender to it. And yoga is the best vehicle to learn surrender through the practice of breath and movement.
0: Frederick, you are uh, an advocate for the new male.
2: Yeah, I might say that uh, it follows well after what Janine said because uh, for men, too, birth is an amazing uh, initiation. And, of course, men have a lot to learn about their, their own self. Um, but here's one of the ways you can do it in partnership, uh, realizing that uh, men are definitely a part of birth, too. Uh, this is this is one of the ways that one of the, what you might say, my my specialty in, in the men's movement is uh, the new father, new parenting roles of, of, of the man, and the man's role in the birth and in the conception and in what up to this point has been pretty much you might call the women's mysteries. But the man has his mysteries too. You might have heard some of this. I think uh, uh, Robert Bly has brought out uh, some of this, and the idea of male mysteries too. There's a lot for men to learn, not only about uh, you know his own seed self, but all the various aspects of his inner relationship with this whole dance of life and death.
1: You know, most men don't even know that in their own testes they have something called nursing cells or nurse cells. And what they do is they nurture the growing spermatozoa along the um, the labyrinthine journey. And that re- acts as a good role model for men to cultivate their nurturing energy. And and I, I just recommend, you know papa comes home and he's uptight, mama hands him a baby, he'll just calm down, he'll relax. And could you imagine the United Nations, a group where men are making important decisions that affect us all, if each of the men had a baby on their lap as they're doing their negotiations, they would be thinking seven generations down the line when they're making the important decisions in this moment.
2: I wouldn't want it to get lost here either that what we feel one of the more important things to say to the new male is to pay attention also to how traumatic uh, circumcision is. And here's another whole issue we can talk about at some point. But any male that's been circumcised, realize that you've, you've learned a very powerful uh, lesson right at the most vulnerable time, right at birth, the time when we're imprinting so much, that sexuality, uh, your genitals, et cetera, everything that's uh, related to this experience of birth has now been given a very uh, powerful imprint about pain at the same time so most men that have been circumcised are carrying with them this connection of sexuality birth coming the first thing you do in life is to be greeted with an incredible amount of pain and anyone who who says that uh, a newborn uh, male doesn't experience pain should should watch the video i've done this at at men's gatherings where all I have to do is show the video of a circumcision and men go into it. some very powerful healing to remember To when they're in an environment where they're permitted to actually feel and remember that this has happened to them. Uh, I just wanna bring that out as, as an advocate for the new male is that we really would wanna work in the direction of ending this ritual of circumcision.
0: What a profound interview this has been. Well, Frederick and Janine, I want to thank you both very much for coming on the Timeless Voyager show. Mm. Uh, I look forward to talking to both of you again.
2: Yeah, we really appreciate it. I know there's a lot of things that we're trying to fit here in a small amount of time, but you've done a wonderful job, and we thank you.
0: Well, thank you very much. This is Bruce Stephen Holmes, the Timeless Voyager. You're right, Father, find the sister.